Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, Brandon versus Channing Tatum. Just wait for it. Also, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, the Navage Nasal Cleaner. Amy got a Roomba. We'll hear about that. Plus, Brandon's China Jacket and a whole lot more. Don't forget to find The Roadhouse on Facebook. Just look for The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. And on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show. And please subscribe. Leave us a review and some stars. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Since we're on the topic of dogs doing horrible things today, it reminded me of this story of this dog that my friend had in Arizona. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we both adopted these puppies at this rescue place. Yeah. I got one, and then she got the the other one. They were brother and sister. Oh, cool. So we like to let them play every once in a while. So I was over at her house having a doggy you know, play date. Play yep. date. And she was telling me the story about her dog had how it had eaten a pillowcase. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the day before. Holy cow. And it still hadn't come out. Oh, no. But, you know, when dogs were running around playing, things must have started moving around. And shifted. Yep, yep. So that dog went to go number two. I wonder what kind of pillowcase it was. Was it like a kid's one? So, like, you know, Toy Story 2's coming out. Get it. <laughs> no, it it's was gotta just be Toy Story. Maybe it was like Dora the Explorer Adventure <laughs> Two. You know, remember like in Dora, she'd be like, "Where is the pillowcase? <laughs> I don't know." And then it's you know, you got the dog behind you with it hanging out. Do you see the pillowcase? <laughs> or Blue's Clues would yeah, have been good too. Blue's Clues, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know? Do you see the pillowcase in this picture? <laughs> The dog's back there with that questioning look on its face with the pillowcase hanging out. It says Blue's Clues on it. Oh, it's got the paw print. I can't even. It was Two. a solid color. Oh, okay. So it matched. Um, but the dog started going number two, and this pillowcase starts to emerge. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. And it was it was squatting for a while and finally gave up and then continued <laughs> playing. So this pillowcase is like hanging out of there. They're is running it, around playing, and it's like swinging to and it, fro. Was it a cotton or silk? Cotton. Like cotton? Oh, yeah. nice. So it was probably harder. Yeah. Harder for the A little public. harder. To- <laughs> so after we stop laughing hysterically <laughs> yeah. and trying not to wet our pants, yep. we get her husband to come out <laughs> and help because we don't know what to do. Right. Well, like, you, if yeah. you pull it out, is it going to hurt it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, her husband comes out and like tells the dog to sit there. Yeah. And he puts his foot down on this pillowcase and throws the toy. Oh, no. <laughs> what? I'm not even kidding. I saw all of this. Feet? Did it like how? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, like you pull a rug out from somebody to do because like, it's maybe. No. Maybe See, I was thinking. Kegels, you know, I don't know. I was thinking the dog was going to try to run away and wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but that dog went flying and that pillowcase come flying out. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It was it was something I've never seen before. I wish TikTok would have been around so I could have that on video. <laughs> Insert phrase, wrecked them, darn near killed them. <laughs> but our topic of Open Mic Monday today, the worst thing our dogs have done to us. I think that's the worst thing that the human ever did to that dog. Yeah, the poor dog probably never felt the same. He probably never ate another pillowcase. Hey, Amy. Hey, what? Hey, so like that movie Dog, or I think it's called Dog, with Channy Tatum and the dog. The yeah. Mili- it's like a military movie or something. Yeah, we talked about it just a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got me thinking, like, Channy Tatum's a good-looking dude, you know? And and I can admit, 
that he's a good-looking guy. I don't mind seeing him without a shirt off. And what I mean by that is I'm not like, oh, yeah, take your shirt off. I'm just like, if he walked in with a shirt off, I'm like, so what? It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, who cares? It it looks good. And I'm using him as the example. But here's the difference between me and Channing Tatum, <laughs> all right? You go to a grocery store. It's plastered on the wall. No shoes, no shirt, no service, right? So if I walk in to Family Fair, let's just say, or Wally World, doesn't matter, Walmart, I walk in there and I don't got no shirt on and I grab me a cart and I start shopping, they're going to be like, sir, you need to leave. You know, we, you can't be in here. You ain't got a shirt on. Sorry. Okay. And I leave. Let's play that again with Channing Tatum. <laughs> he walks in, no shirt, grabs a cart, starts walking through Family Fair, Wally World, Walmart, whatever. People come up, sir, can I help you? <laughs> People be yeah. coming up, but, oh, sir, do you want? Do you know where the grapefruit is? Let me show you where the olive oil is. Yeah, the olive oil's over here, sir. And then everybody, people putting stuff in his cart, and he's like, gosh, they're so helpful here. That's the difference <laughs> between me and Channing Tatum, you know, and I'm using him as the example. But let's be honest, man, woman alike, it doesn't matter. If a good-looking guy like that walks around with a shirt off, nobody's bothered by it. But if I come walking in without a shirt, people are like, what's the joke? You know, what's I, going on? I have on? a challenge for you. Okay. Because my dad and I, we go and do the stairs at Sioux Park, <laughs> which I haven't done in like a year. Okay. But yeah, he still yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah. And there's this this fellow there. Good looking dude. Oh, yeah. And he's like super tan, super oh, yeah. buff. Yeah. Yeah. And he wears like Just these. like me. These running shorts. What? And that's it. And his shoes. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. He's got the shoes on. But he's like, you know, working out. Yeah. Like doing pull ups and so stuff. So when he runs, he does that. His pecs like do that wave thing yeah like it's very running. distracting to everyone oh, else yeah of course it is yeah and he knows it i think uh-huh yeah but he he wears as little as possible to work on that tan yeah and i think you need to show up and, and do, dress like him the same outfit and, see, <laughs> and we just make a see TikTok? if it does anything you know see see what happens how many stairs do i gotta do here oh, i mean a, i'll do it just a couple but i think you should just like go stand next to him and just like copy him yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? Introduce myself. Hey, what's up, man? My name's Brandon. It's hard out here for guys like us, isn't it? <laughs> oh, do some stretches. How many laps you going to do? I'm looking at doing maybe two. <laughs> but my niece has gone gone with us sometimes, yeah. and she's like, oh, my gosh. You know, like looking at this guy. <laughs> so I think it would be funny. So uh, you want to go do some sit-ups after this? You want me to hold your feet? <laughs> Everybody's going to know what we're talking about because every woman that's ever worked out at Sioux Park yeah. on that track knows exactly who I'm talking maybe about. Maybe he's listening. Hey, give us a call. You know, it's like, dude, maybe you're listening right now. He seems very shy. He's well, very to himself. So, Well, he's into himself, obviously. I don't run around without <laughs> well, a shirt off. For, do you blame him? I don't run around without a shirt off for everybody else's benefit. I, don't, <laughs> I could care less if my shirt's on or off, but I'm assuming nobody wants I to I want to know that. what this guy does for a living because he's usually there in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you do? I don't know. He's probably like a brain surgeon or a, something dreamy. You know what probably. I mean? Like an, an attorney. And he just does like high-end cases or it's maybe probably he, like secret service and only fights in big wars. Yeah, yeah. He, all of a sudden he's gone for like a month and nobody knows where he went. He was off in some foreign country saving the world and we don't even know. And then we're like, hey, uh, this happened the other day and nobody knows what happened. And he's just running stairs at Sioux Park. You know what? I bet he's Channing Tatum's trainer. Maybe he is. The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon presents Dream Job Alert. 
a public service to inform our listeners about employment opportunities that pay a ridiculous amount of money to do stupidly easy things. And now, today's dream job. Guess what, Brandon? What? You like dogs. We're talking about dogs yeah, this hour. Love dogs. There's a dog food company running a promotion where they'll pay you more than $6,500 to switch your dog's food to theirs for two months. Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. There is a catch, though. Uh-oh. A massive one, depending on how big your dog is. <laughs> During those two months, you have to collect your dog's poo, analyze it, smell it. What? And keep a diary on how it may change day by day, especially with regard to how it smells. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, if you're getting free dog food, I guess. Uh, some <laughs> people do that for free. You know, they go out and they inspect their, they pick it up. Are you kidding day. me? Oh, yeah. When you're out picking up the dog poop, it's like, oh, I wonder how the dog's been doing. You oh, know? no. I don't even look at it. I scoop and toss. I don't. Into the neighbors or what? Yeah. Over the fence. <laughs> no, I don't do that. But this is a plant-based company called Omni, and they're looking to prove that their dog food has a positive effect on a dog's digestion, stool odor, and overall general health. So they want you to keep a comprehensive log, if you will, of your dog's poo. <laughs> That's so gross. There's so many puns. Uh, well, it, but I've been told, and I'm, I'm not a vet, nor am I much of anything but a dog owner, but in order to switch your dog's food up, you, it really kind of takes a while, like weeks or maybe even months, because, you know, you, you got to start mixing in the new food. You can't just shock their system with, guess what? Today we're doing a study on your poo, so here's some brand new food. Yeah. You have to like, it might take you two months to get into their dog food to not mess up your dog, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, man. But hey. What dog food do you use? It's like Assurant or something like that, dog food. And it's like a lamb and rice. We use Victor. Whoever he is. Yeah. <laughs> My dog, like I've said before, has the most cruel stomach. Oh. And that is the only dog food that, that settles works. his stomach. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good to know. If you want to apply for this job, go to Omni.pet. Brandon got this nasal care yeah yeah what would you call it a cleanser like a machine it washes out your nasal cavity (laughs) it's called the navage nasal care system yeah it is and you picked it up at walgreens made the wife do it actually but yeah yeah i was i was down with the man flu a while back so she had to go get it for me yeah and you just fell in love with it like you had your whole family use it well me and my son everybody else chickened out did they really yep 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 and you were raving about it. We talked about it, and I was grossed out. Of, and then I got COVID and felt yeah. like like I couldn't breathe. And yeah. so I went and picked one up. Uh-huh. They're 100 bucks. Yeah, they're not cheap. I do have to say it's the best 100 bucks I've ever spent. Yeah, it's a game changer. Because I haven't been able really to is. sleep because of like a claustrophobia type yeah. feeling. Yeah. And it completely cleared out, and I had the best night's sleep the oh, first yeah. night I used it. it and have a- ever since. It's amazing, especially that first couple of times. It, it really cleans out some stuff. Like I had some car keys or whatever stuck up there. That, not really, yeah. but I mean, it's like, who knows Who knows how old that stuff was? I wonder I if know. people find things, like things they put up there as a kid a and candy, they're still in there. candy corn, all shrunk up. Yeah. 
<laughs> a jelly bean. Yeah, jelly bean. Yeah. <laughs> a little chunk of river rock from the playland. Since we love this thing so much and Brandon's a little stuffy today, yeah. we thought we would do this live on the air. Yeah, I'm down. And then we're going to do it again on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to do is, hey, world, come see my mucus. People love it. Look yeah. at those people that watch the pimple popping videos. Yeah, I, I'm not one of those people. I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to see this guy's boogers, you know, or oh, I can't wait to see his zit. <laughs> well, we got to do the three piece because that was in the instructions. <laughs> so what? What? You got to do the pod. Okay. The pressure. Oh yeah. And what was the other one? Oh, posture. Yeah, posture. You got to keep your yeah, head, like your head in line with. Yeah, you your... can't be leaning forward or yeah. backwards. I guess. Okay, so we're all loaded up with our warm water. Oh yeah. We got our pods in. I use it like it's for me. I don't know about you, Amy, but I always use the back of my hand, like making baby formula, back in the day, because that's you could sense if you don't feel the water, the temperature. Yeah. Then it's the temperature of your body, and you won't feel it in your nose. <laughs> okay. You know that's what I do. Too cold, too hot, kind of. You feel that, you know. Pop, pop the saline in. Okay, here we go. I, do you shake yours up? I shake mine up. Yeah, a it says bit. to in the instructions. Yeah, it makes it in three a little bit. Three peas and shake. Yeah, three peas and shake. <laughs> yeah, so we got our saline pot oh, in. What? We got it mixed together. Are you ready? We're going to do let's this do live it. on let's, the air. Oh my let's gosh. do it live. Let's go. All right, let me get this. All right, here we go. <clears throat> okay, it's in my nose. So my nose is plugged. And so here we go. Oh, oh my nails. <laughs> Did you poke yourself in the nose with your nails? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, oh, yeah, see? Oh, there it goes. Oh, what in the way? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I can't believe we're doing this on the air. This is dumb, to be honest. I'm glad they can't see us. Oh, my God, look what's coming out of yours. See, I got I to gotta pull it out. You got to turn it around. Woo. You got to turn it because you can rotate it and rinse it back the other way. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah, so flush it oh, back out. Look at here all the go. stuff that just came out of my nose. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> oh my gosh, that really does do the other way. I haven't done See, this my yet. My nose is so stuffed; it's taken forever. You're almost about empty. My nose is pretty clean because I'm addicted to this now. Yeah. It does say that you can do this as much as you want. Yeah, it's always good to know. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah, I still got a little bit left, but I'll quit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, wow, I feel like a new person. It does rinse you out pretty good. I. I'm still I'm stuffed. Like I think my nasal cavities Dude, you are need, swollen. You need to wipe your nose. Well, it's in my mustache. You what do you want me a to bat do? Trying to get out. I need like a towel. Is what I need. <laughs> oh my gosh, this thing is a life changer. Yeah, they're cool, man. I, it's like I don't know. I I seen it, the commercials. I thought they were kind of a joke, you know. But after trying it, it's it does help. If you're wondering why we're doing this on the air, we have a story about something somebody found in their nose oh so you know any excuse to use this yeah why not but you'll hear that story coming up next you're doing it again yeah i'm gonna finish up what's left yep so now that our nasal passages are all cleaned and ready to go yeah i still feel stuffed up but yep it's a lot better we got to talk about this guy in new york this guy (laughs) he's been suffering (laughs) with allergies like his entire life yeah and he finally got tired of it. He went to the doctor. He was having a hard time breathing. And they shoved a tiny little camera up his nose. Oh, boy. Yeah. And they discovered a tooth growing what? in his nose. A tooth growing in his nose. So you could say he was eating boogers this whole time? Yeah. Essentially, you know. I never thought of it that way, but Brandon, leave it to you. But it was an incisor. Which tooth is an incisor? Is that it's, the one that chops the meat? It's the one right back over on your uh, mouth. 
Oh, okay. I have no idea. Well, there's a picture. You can clearly see it poking out of his nasal cavity. Isn't the incisor right in front of your canine? I or think is so. the incisor your canine? I don't know. Maybe you need to look it up. Okay. Because I, I don't see any text from Amy Elsner. She's incisor, our Google person. Incisor. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Amy Elsner right now. But extra teeth aren't unheard of. I guess this happens all the time. People, gr- I've seen people grow uh, an entire set of teeth behind their normal teeth. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And a lot of teeth will grow in the roof of your mouth, but not way up inside your nose. You don't hear of this very often. Luckily, he's okay. They did surgery to remove the tooth, and he's breathing much easier now. Wow. You know, if he would have known that tooth was up there, he could have been like, you know, eating out of his nose, couldn't he? Yeah, you would think. I mean, yeah, it'd be a weird diet. Uh, like when you swallow snot, does it go into your stomach? Where else would it go, Amy? I don't know. <laughs> but yes, the I'm incisor, not a doctor. The incisor is the one right in front of your said canine tooth. Oh, okay. So it's the one There's by a, the Bugs Bunny? The picture I'm looking at, and I'm no dentist, the picture I'm looking at says canine lateral incisor and then central incisor. Remember the hangover? Yeah. He's the, the dude that plays the dentist, and he pulls out his incisor. <laughs> Paging doctor! I can't say it on the air. Yeah. So he pulled out the incisor, and it was like, that's how I remember it. Oh. Because it was right... And he's like, I'm missing my incisor? Or whatever he says. I think that's what he said. That movie's so funny. Oh that's gosh. one of the best parts. My lateral incisor, it's gone. What am I going to tell Melissa? I lost a tooth. I have no idea how it happened. It's National Pancake Day at IHOP. Yeah, baby. Is this like your favorite day? Like, is pan- are pancakes your favorite breakfast food? Well, yeah. Uh, they're right up there. Yep. Growing up, my mom, every weekend... I'd say 90% of the weekends would make homemade pancakes, whether it be buttermilk, regular milk, but they were homemade. (laughs) They were homemade, and they were so good, and they were big. Not like huge plate-sized, overly huge, but they were good-sized pancakes. And and then I would put different toppings on them. Well, first, are they plain pancakes, or did they have, like, chocolate chips in there, or um, was there some blueberries in there? Mainly, I remember the plain ones. Uh, and then you could dress it up how you wanted. But I know when my kids would come over, she'd put chocolate chips in there, you know, spell out things or just sprinkle them in there. And they loved that. But, like, what do you put? What do you so put on good. them? So I like it all different ways. Sometimes it's just my mom would have powdered sugar around always. So sometimes I put powdered sugar. You make, like, a pile, and, and it's so good. Or sometimes you just take straight-up sugar. You make a pile, put a little indention in the top of your finger, pour a little milk in it, bloop, bloop, a little milk in it, like, Weird. liquefies it a little bit oh i've never heard of that before i don't know where i picked it up but I, my mom or dad taught me that when i was a little kid so good and then obviously you go down the syrup i mean it's like all different flavors of syrup what's good you know jemima what are we doing here like syrup oh you gotta have the real syrup now yeah. d-ray turned me on to that oh you gotta have like the real maple syrup straight oh, yeah. out of the tree yeah that's that's always good and it is yep. a, it is a game changer it is I agree with you. I remember going to, it used to be Crow's I-90. Now it's the Flying J truck stop out there. And they would make you a pancake that was over the size of the plate. Like they had the biggest plate and then the pancake would be bigger than the plate. And then they would bring you out that tray of syrups, kind of like what Perkins does, where it has like three or four different flavors, your strawberry and your raspberry and your, you know, whatever, butter or something, who knows. And it would drop it out and you could just like eat sections of this huge pancake and with different syrups. See, I'm not into that. 
take me to heaven. I am not in it. I no? I like to douse it the pancake in butter. Oh yeah, duh. And then put peanut butter. Oh and yes. And then tons of syrup. Yeah. And you have to have milk. With oh it. yeah. Because yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, I need some milk. You yeah. know. Go ahead and put off the milk. <laughs> Um, that's the that's the way and and if there's chocolate chips in the pancake yeah. that's even better my dad used to tell me the story about when he was a little kid they would make a bunch of pancakes in the morning and then they would take them for lunch and they'd make like sandwiches out of them whatever the sandwiches peanut, peanut butter in there or whatever and they would just use the pancake oh, yeah. as the bread for for lunch and stuff like that well we've done that before i have leftover pancakes and so you take like cut up a banana and put a bunch of butter peanut butter on it you know make a sandwich it's like it. an elvis sandwich yeah it is i'm like come on baby throw me some bacon in there and we call ourselves a hunk of burning love sitting here listening to these wonderful songs that we're playing and we started talking about speed and driving yeah and then you brought up a conversation you had with your son about speedometers what if yeah. they didn't exist i guess he was saying he watched a tiktok uh, a while back where a guy was saying what if there was no speed limits then cars wouldn't have speedometers because there'd be no point in having a speedometer right the first car have a speedometer i don't think so i don't think it had anything you just kind of drove it and they were like whoa we need to do something they were thankful yeah and so he was i don't really know i didn't watch the video but he was talking about the guys like well if you'd had no speed limits no speedometer you would just go with like the flow of traffic you would go off of what your comfort level was for said roads said curves said bumps whatever you know and uh yeah honestly thinking about it good thing we have speed limits because everybody's is going to be different even with speed limits you still have grandma and grandpa doing 25 and a 45 i'm so fast you know know, i think we need to bring this up to our government yeah they're like hey let's ixnay on the old speedometer it's a free country you should be able to drive as fast as you want that's right ain't nobody can control me but let's be honest does anybody really do the speed limit i mean we all mean you live out in the valley you always can go five over that's what they say that's what they say i don't know i'm always going five over you talk to a cop there nobody is going to agree to this rule this this you know unmade rule of oh you can go four or five over for sure it's, <laughs> no it's a speed limit meaning that's the max speed you should be allowed to drive on said road and i was trying to explain that to my son like a lot of speed limits how they set it i don't really know but i think they take into consideration the amount of turns you know incoming traffic outgoing traffic uh how many curves whatever right uh any sort of cautions that you have to yield to that's why they set the speed limit sometimes so slow or or it's so high didn't they have no speed limit in montana yeah i don't know how long that lasted but did they put one back i'm sure i don't know i don't go to montana that they're often, like well but. so much for that well i think the biggest problem is you have somebody with a car that can do 100 120 like it's nothing and then you've got grandma and grandpa doing 55 you come up over the hill and there's this car doing 55 <laughs> you're like ah you know like I said, we need to take this to the government because if we got rid of speed limits, we might all get along better. And you know who would be convinced is hmm. Joe Biden. Joe Biden? I or think he'd, I think he'd be in on it. I think he would love this idea. Here's I'm just going to throw this loop at you real quick, like, all right? We legalize the weeds and we take away the limits and everybody just drives slow anyway. Yes. Oh, man, we'll get there when we get there, man. <laughs> So Brandon and I are sitting here trying to solve world problems. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why or what's wrong with us today, 
but we can't seem to get off the subject of improving the driving around here. Well, let's just face it. It sucks. And not just here, but I've driven in other towns as well. It sucks there, too. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, for instance, the other day I'm driving. People obviously around me know that I'm in a hurry because I'm trying to speed through. It was when my dog was tearing up my living room. I'm trying to get home. Nobody's letting me through. Why? They purposely speed up and block me. Why is that Maybe because they wanted you to get in the back of the line. But I like, what does it matter if I'm in a hurry in their lives? You know what I mean? But they will purposely pull up so I can't get around and they'll block it. And then it's like they snicker. And you're like, you're not making me mad. I'm just trying to get home so that I can beat the Chex Mix eating dog. Okay? (laughs) That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, people just like to be mean, I think. I think so. It's just rotten. There's nothing wrong with the zipper effect. I think if anything... We should bring back rubbing. You know, we should be able to rub up on somebody and kind of like push them off to the side. Let them know like, hey, look, man, I ain't messing around. I'm busy and I've got a $750 car that I don't care about. All right. So I'm going to push you out the way. (laughs) Look out, Teslas. Yeah, look out. (laughs) Well, what if we got rid of left turns and everybody just turned right? What? Yeah. No left turns. (laughs) Just right turns. Just ban the left turn. Whose stupid idea is this? (laughs) This is actually a thing. They researched it. Why? I don't know, but they used a bunch of different algorithms to figure out the best way to keep traffic moving and prevent accidents, and they found that traffic would move smoother if we banned left turns at intersections. (laughs) You know, a lot of things would go smoother if nobody ever turned. I don't know how you would get anywhere to the left, though. How do you (laughs) get... I mean, like, look at this intersection we look at. How would we get on to I-90? So you would never be able to get on I-90 here. You would have to go up to Mount Rushmore Road, take a right, take a right again on Main Street, take another right on West Boulevard just to get yourself out towards I-90, where I hope you don't want to go west, because that's a left turn. So you'll have to go east to the next exit, where you will take a right, go up 5th Street till you take another right, and guess what? You're back over here to this intersection trying to figure out how the heck you're going to go west. See, everything's going to take you to Wall Drug. Yeah, it's all leading back to wall for some 25-cent coffee. Brandon and I are into solving world problems, apparently. We can't get off the subject of fixing the traffic around here. People drive like doo-doo heads. Well, and I don't really think the traffic's that bad around here. I I think Rapid City does pretty good. Nobody uses their indicator, whatever that is, and uh, their blinker. But I don't think the traffic's all that bad. But I wonder if... Like, really, there's better ways to get around saving, you know, gas prices are high. For I'm not here to argue about that, but they are. And then also, like, what if what if getting timely, just easier, cheaper ways for the town, the city to just get away? Less smog, less everything, right? How, how would we do it? Those are the ideas that go through my mind. How do I make my life easier not having to pay 100 bucks in gas a week on my car, right? How do I do it? Well, tell us your idea. My idea. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Let me see. The Black Hills. Anybody listening live throughout the world? Here it is. We build a tram on 44 Omaha all the way from the Dollar General, possibly Rapid City Volunteer Fire Department. How about the airport? Maybe. Yeah. The airport actually would make a lot of sense. Yeah. From the airport all the way across town till the end of the road till it connects to Nemo Road. And that's it right there. 
and it, go, it just goes back and forth and back and maybe got two. How I does don't it, know. How does it turn around? It don't. Or does it just it go goes backwards? forward in reverse? Oh. It doesn't matter. It's a tram. You know what I mean? And it's electronic. So. I think it should go to the top of the monument, the summit. Oh yeah. You could drop people off at concerts. But if it's on, if it's on Omaha, you just walk your butt up, right? Just walk up to the monument. We're it's too not that lazy far. for that. Hey. And then you have racks on it for like mountain bikes. So like for me, I could take my mountain bike. I'll ride it down to the Dollar General on 44. I jump on the tram, got my little pass, get on the tram, throw my mountain bike on it, ride it up, walk right up here to work. We're right here off Omaha. If you're a couple blocks off, you could ride your bike up and you never have to like drive, you know, your gas. If you've got to run errands, you can still drive. Is it free or do you pay like a monthly membership? I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be a lot like rapid transit. There's, uh, I don't know what the rules are, but there are some people who get it for free, like school kids, things like that, that that come to Central, things like that would get it for free. Uh, but, you know, then we could start running up and down Mount Rushmore Road if the Omaha one's successful, or maybe Fifth Street. Fifth Street's kind of weird anyway. There's no room to expand. Maybe you just take it away and make it an electronic tram. Is there a little trolley downtown? What? No, there's rapid transit. There's not like a, a red Rapid trolley ride. that drives around in the summertime. No, for tourists. No, I don't. I don't I think I've so. I've seen that. I mean, there's the trolley from Deadwood. You know, those trolleys. Maybe will, that's what I'm thinking of. Those will cruise around, but I, I don't mean, get out enough. Would you? Because you you live in the valley as well. Would you like? You could even drive your car that couple of blocks, get on the tram, take it to work. Would you do it? I would try it. Pardon? I might even walk to the Dollar General. Hey, because walking to work is a little excessive. But walking a couple blocks, maybe even a mile, not that bad. I'm still going to be sweaty, but... Well, yeah, but we're on the radio. Nobody can tell what we smell like. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can smell you. Well, yeah, but it smells good. Oh, no, that's our next... Now we have Most. three ideas on how to improve the traffic around here. Uh, yeah. Somebody needs to hire us or write this down. Yeah, somebody write this down. Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa. Yep. What the heck is going on? So they're married. They're saying they're getting divorced. Jason Momoa starts living in a van in his friend's yard. Down by a river. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like a nice van. It's all the ladies are all excited. They're lining up. They're they're ready to, you know, try to get some action, action from Jason yeah. Momoa. Well, and here Jason they are Momoa. deciding to get back together. Wow. Thanks a lot for your yeah. bipolar relationship. It's like figure it out. Momo is single. He's not single. Here's a couple things I wonder. Like, okay, certain things he can get away with because he's Jason Momoa and he's good looking, like me, is like he moved out and lived in a van. Nobody thought nothing of it. Almost sounded cool. They're like, oh, he's so cool. He's living in his van, you know? If I moved out on my wife and started living in my excursion, people would be like, oh, man, he's He's messed up. You'd probably get arrested or something. Yeah, I'd probably get arrested. <laughs> you know, they'd be really worried about me, like, in a bad way, you know. And like, oh, we really got to do something. Boy, Brandon's falling off the deep end, you know. But no, Jason Momoa does it, and it's like, oh, he's so cool. What you do you know? think he ate while he was living in that van? Do you think he, like, ate ramen noodles, or do you think he was, like, gourmet about it? I don't think he ate in his van. I'm willing to bet he went to fancy restaurants. Do you think he ordered DoorDash? Well. Oh, yeah, order DoorDash. I'm in the brown van. <laughs> they accidentally go to the front door of the house of his friend. They're like, yeah, nope, no. go to the van. I'm in a van. In the van in the front yard I'm there. I'm in the van. Come on out. That nope. was a really expensive van, though. That I'm was like sure one of those nice. fancy ones. Just going to say it. 
Where did Momoa take his Momoas? You know what I mean? Like, where do you go to the bathroom? There's a bathroom in there. In his van? That ain't a yeah, van. Yeah, it's, it's like a camper van. Wow. That's, I saw a little picture of it. It's pretty nice. I'll be honest, nothing weird about it, but I'd love to see. He's big. I'd love to see him trying to use a camper potty. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just the thought of him sitting on a tiny little camper's throne. <laughs> That'd be funny. With that money, though, he probably had this custom built to his size. I hope so. Counters are taller. Beds are longer. I hope so. Wider. It's just, what I think is so weird is the remarkable resemblance between Momoa and myself. (laughs) We look so much alike. I mean, first of all, that's probably why they split up. Because, you know, Bonet, seeing that we were coming out with Aquaman, whatever, two or three, and I was going to be Manatee Man, and she couldn't handle it. She fell into the love of the manatee. She looked into my eyes and knew that a manatee is where she, she wanted to be. She looked into your eyes and was like, wow, I want that garden gnome in my yard. No, I was a manatee. She's like, oh, I think he was at our house at Christmas time. She wanted to come and pet the manatee is what she wanted to do. She was like, oh, is that Brave from the Disney movie? I don't know if I still am queasy from having COVID or if The Bachelor is just really disgusting. We were watching The Bachelor last night, and I am not even joking. I felt nauseous because it's so disgusting. Like this guy. What's disgusting about it? This guy Clayton will take this woman out on a date while the other women watch. Yeah. And just like make out with her. And it's like they put the microphone under their mouth so you can like hear the spit swapping going on. It's so gross. The other women are watching the date? No. Or just watching her leave for the date? Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then like five minutes later, he'll go out on another date and swap spit with another yeah. one. In these uncertain times, I don't. <laughs> that's so weird. I hope they get tested for stuff. What well, if What if somebody has like a cold sore? Don't they all live? They're in all the going to get one. They all live in the same house, right? Or yeah. Whatever for for a while, which is like, whoa, holy cow on that plumbing. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> it just I I mean, so I guess germ wise, you think it's safe? I, if one catches it, they're all going to get it, regardless if they're making out with the dude or not. So whatever. But it's, it is a dumb show. I don't. I don't like it. I've never liked it because of that. I don't like the 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 picture it paints for people. You know, like in the dating world. You mean to tell me all these hot women and this hot guy, they're they're single. Yeah. Okay. They're having troubles in the dating world. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they need to look in the mirror. You know. <laughs> I think we need to put some real women on this show. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like some girls with some curves. Yeah. Like these women are like, you know, they're tens. They're above an eight. Every single one of them are above an eight. It's like they hired a bunch of models to be on the show. It all comes down to, he like gets to sit there and pick his flavor. Hmm, tall. Hmm, I like curly hair. Hmm, I like athletic build. Hmm, I like the darker skin. Hmm, you know what I mean? Like, he gets, hmm, yep, go ahead. You come forward. You go back. Come back over here. Yeah. And then, no. This is, it's just wrong. Like on that show, Joe Millionaire, there's two of them. One's a millionaire, one's not. Oh, yeah. And how they sit down and they look at the pictures of the girls on the wall. Oh, yeah. And like, they're like, hmm, they're like Mm. studying these women. I just want to vomit. It's messed up. That's not how the dating world works. You know, you don't get to like walk into a Bob Murphy's. Be like, go ahead, line, ladies, if I could get (laughs) your attention, if you could all line up here real quick. I'm single and I'm looking. So if we could get you all lined up here, you're out, uh, you're in, come over here, uh, you're out. That doesn't work. I know. Maybe they, we need to change they would it. All, some of them would walk over and knock you out is what would happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so not real. That's not real life. It's disgusting. 
And then just imagine if you got your teenage kid. So, like, my son's going to go to – he's eighth grader. He's going to go to school. Be like, all right, ladies, line up. I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. Go ahead and line up. Make a line up against the wall there. I'll start picking you out. Uh, what kind of things do you like to eat? You're out. Uh, you're in. You know, I mean, that yeah. is not – It's not the way it is, kids. Let him chase you. He'd be in detention so fast, and those eighth-grade girls would beat him up so bad. Yeah, they, they get to the principal's office. What is going through your mind? Well, they do it on The Bachelor. Watch The Bachelor. I've made out with about five of them. Took a couple of them over into the whatever tent. Ask Joe Millionaire why he did it. Yeah. We got to get an update on this RC car that you up that you ordered during the pandemic in yeah. 2020. Yeah, Please catch, tell me you got it. Well, to catch everybody up who isn't aware of what we're talking about, 2020 pandemic lockdown, nothing going on. I'm scrolling through social media and uh, I see an RC car. It's like 350 bucks and it's like indestructible and it's got all this power and speed and blah, battery lasts forever and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I ain't spending 350 bucks on an RC car. But in my mind, I'm like, I want an RC car. Then all of a sudden, fast forward a couple months, it's like flash sale, 99 bucks delivered to your house, no delivery charge, $99. And it was. It was 99 bucks. I sign up, I pay for it, and uh, it never came. And so I got sent a toothbrush, if you remember that part, yes. with a poorly written letter that said we're way behind on production. It was barely in English. It was barely English. It was horrible. In this Chinese toothbrush, which I <laughs> I just threw it away, because mind you, we're in the beginning of this pandemic, so I'm like, Could I have messed with this. On it. Who knows, you know? So I throw it away. I'm like, I want the toothbrush, but I kept the letter, kind of like a memoir. But uh, anyway, fast forward, here we are. What are we? Almost March. We are March of of 2022. And I still haven't gotten my RC car. I've not gotten an email nor an update. Nothing. I've gotten nothing. However, the only thing I got was about eight months ago, maybe even a year ago, I got a, a review on your product. How was your service? I'm like, horrible. I never got an RC car. And you sent me a toothbrush. That's the toothbrush got to do. But anyway, I'm telling you all that because they might have redeemed themselves about three months ago, two months ago. I, Facebook got me again with this really cool looking jacket that I'm like, I want this. And it was only 40 bucks. And I'm like, that jacket looks sweet. Knowing where it might be coming from, I ordered like a 4X because I'm like, <laughs> I'm a big guy. I'm probably a 2X. You and you know? know it's coming from China, so it's going to yeah, be smaller. So I'm like, it might be smaller. <laughs> I've, I've heard this stuff. So so I order the jacket. And it, it actually came in. And I'm thinking I'm out of another 40 bucks. They got me for 140 I'm going to start keeping track of this stuff. And uh, write him a letter. But anyway, so I get the jacket in, and do you want to see it? Because I it, do. I want to see this. It fits like. <laughs> fits about like this. You could already tell it's small. Yeah. <laughs> That's a four X. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> in, in other countries, so my arms are losing circulation. You uh, look like Tommy Boy. Yeah, fat guy in a little. I couldn't button this. In your if, China coat. They're like, Brandon, you get a million dollars if you can button this jacket. Well, I'm broke. I ain't getting a million bucks. I ain't buttoning up this jacket. At least you received it. I got the jacket, which is much better than a toothbrush and a letter. It so. is a really nice jacket, it or it could be. I think it wants to be denim. I'm not sure what this is, and I don't know if this is panda fur. <laughs> I don't know what this is on the inside, but it's soft. It is not panda fur. I don't know what it is, but it's really nice. It looks really cozy, but it looks really tight. It would fit at the same time. Mark Houston or uh, Oakley, maybe. <laughs> random guy, but it won't fit me. It would be too big for a random guy. 
Yeah, it might be too big. But so, it, are you going to continue to order things off of Facebook? I mean, I feel at this point I'm about. Hmm, would it be fifty fifty? Maybe I'm about one one out of three. I don't <laughs> know. But I mean, hey, this is if this jacket fit, this would have been a home run because this is a really nice jacket. Like, look at the sleeves are perfect, minus being extremely tight. But I mean, like, yeah, it's a nice jacket. Well, you're not alone. Lots of people get gypped on there all the time. Yeah. We've been talking about Facebook shopping fails. Yeah. Your RC car, <laughs> your jacket. I remember there was another piece of clothing that you ordered as well that was too small. Oh yeah. What was it? It was it was kind of the same thing, but like a it was supposed to be a coat, but it was like a button-up oh, shirt. Oh yeah, I wear that all the time though. Do you? It's it's a coat. It's a coat. Okay. It's a coat. Well, it looks like a shirt. Everybody thinks it's a shirt with a collar. And it's got some embroidery on it, and it barely buttons. But (laughs) still, but it actually has, like, you know how jackets have, like, that that seam around the bottom or whatever, uh, just like this jacket does, you know? It has that. So it's stitched up like a jacket, but it's Don't feel bad, Brandon. You're not alone. Many people have fallen for these scams, myself included. Mm -hmm. I fall for the children's toys. Oh. I wonder if people saw this as well. It's this toy that has like these circular blocks mm-hmm. and it looked like they had some kind of magnet in them mm-hmm. because they would like move their hands a certain way and they would like float oh, in the yeah. air and follow each other. Oh yeah, but it's a string. Yeah, I watched it for like an hour. I was like, <laughs> so I, I ordered it. I can't remember how much uh, it was. It was probably like 20, 30 bucks. <laughs> and so I get this in the mail like three or four months later. Completely forgot I ordered it. Right. It's got... Fish, fishing wire. I can't believe you've never seen that. Fishing wire. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even put together. Oh, no? You had to tie it? Yeah. So you had to have like a fisherman's knot? Never did put it together. I was just kind of like, well, that was money wasted. Yeah. And then there was like this giant balloon looking thing that you could put water in. Oh, yeah. You could either blow it up with air or put water in it. Mm -hmm. And it just looked so like. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. so I ordered one of those, and it's basically like one of those things that, you know, you bang back and oh, forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just put water in it. <laughs> and it would, like, blow up real huge. You could get, like, three different sizes. How simple so the ridiculous. mind was. Can't believe I fell for that. How simple the mind was back then when those bouncy ball things were in. Because I can remember just sitting there for, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> what am I, a caveman? <laughs> so dumb. Well, yeah. well, my son and I filled one with water. We took it outside, and it popped within 30 seconds. <laughs> How much so, was it? Do you uh, I don't even want to share that. Like 10 bucks, or you spent more oh, than that? It was that? probably like 30 bucks. Oh, my. Because I got the extra oh, large one. Oh, you got to. So. And it actually came pretty small, probably, <laughs> yes. huh? Yeah, like a jacket. One of our listeners posted some shoes on our Facebook that she purchased. Yeah. They're supposed to be like leather boots. Yep. And they're like lace-up ballerina shoes. Yeah. <laughs> And she said she went to return them, and her refund was only going to be $2.75. Yeah, because so she'd have stuck to pay the shipping to send them back. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. So we're not alone. What was it? Sandy Sandy Schwann put a post or put a post on Facebook, too. She ordered two nightstands from Amazon several years ago. They were missing the hardware, and they had damage to the wood. Yep. That happens. You know, sometimes you get them in, and then you'd be like, hey, these are all damaged. And they're like, well, you could send them back to us, but you got to pay shipping. And you're like, well. That's more than the 
whatever the ottoman or whatever i just ordered or the shoes it's like yeah. forget about it i've ordered shirts on facebook and they they are so small like i will order an extra large and it's still like what's going on come on I let's make say, these clothes a little bigger i just remembered probably my greatest internet purchase ever and it worked out perfect do you remember when i ordered the swimsuit for my wife <laughs> yes with my with your face, face on yeah. and my butt on the back perfect that thing, I cannot believe the detail on that photo on my face. My eyes match up right with her, like right, you know, with her stuff. And my beard down there is perfect. It's a, That is the greatest internet purchase I've ever made. It fits her like a glove. I, it even fits me. It stretches. I, yeah, I got that's, it on. That's true love. That's yeah, true love, Brandon. It is love. I am a huge fan of sushi. I love it and douglas does not like he eats like a he eats like our son our five-year-old son i'm with Douglas. same type of diet and it's been four years without sushi and my body's finally like no we need to get some sushi up in here and so i (laughs) haven't really been to a restaurant to get sushi like i would love to go to fuji and get some sushi which we could probably make that happen because douglas can have regular right rice and meat or whatever and vegetables yeah but i found sushi at safeway what i bought it i ate it i'm still alive and i enjoyed it i also found it at walmart and sam's club oh and i went home and i had a feast it was so good i don't know if it's been so long since i've had sushi at a restaurant but that sushi was good and it did not make me sick i was highly impressed by that i think people are starting to figure out how to make it and yeah you know it works like at a grocery store i would say sam's club out of all three of those places is probably the best ding 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 and i just don't understand why or how people don't like sushi you don't like sushi no it's disgusting that says a lot about a person sure uh it's gross sushi's gross you eat hot dogs yeah i love hot dogs it's american you know what's in a hot dog don't care it tastes good sushi actually has rice meat vegetables yeah hot dogs they do you got some cow sh- nose and hooves in there cow sh- nose i i follow this tiktok yeah person and they put things under microscopes they put a hot dog under a microscope yeah and there was like hairs and like well yeah chunks of stuff flavor you know, you gotta have flavor. That's what you're eating, and, and you won't eat sushi that's like real stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I I eat hot dogs because it tastes good. I'm not like, geez, mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat this hot dog because it's gonna better my life diet wise. No, it's not. But I prefer the Nathan's. You know, the all beef hot dog. Those are the ones I prefer. And bratwurst. But yeah, hot dogs in general will do. But uh, sushi, gross. You're talking about fish poop paper with rice inside of it with some random stuff in the middle and let me guess some weird seasoning that tastes also weird it all tastes gross would you eat would you eat sushi with hot dogs in it no I without like the raw fish just no, you know a hot no, dog with some rice around it. i 100 percent know i won't because the old wife used to do that for a snack she would choose part japanese she'd take a sheet of the fish poop paper and she'd put steamed rice always have steamed rice around and throw a hot dog in the middle of it Chomp she would seriously put a hot dog in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, to her, it was a good snack, I suppose, a delicacy, but not me. <laughs> I'm Look, 
steamed rice and hot dog, I'm in. You wrap it in the fish poop paper, I'm out. I can't do it. It's gross. I'm sorry. Take me to get some steak or something. You Look, I'll go with you. You can eat sushi. It doesn't bother me to see it around. I care less. I don't want it. You know what I will do? I'll sit there with my chopsticks and eat uh, Kung Fu chicken. You know, that's what I will eat. General South chicken. I'll eat that stuff. It might not even be chicken. I don't care. See, I don't argue politics or anything, but this argument's real. I, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I'm okay with it. NFTs. You know what it is? Uh, cryptocurrency? I have no idea. No, it's... Nift? it's it's not a currency. It's a non-fungible token. That's what it stands for. And it's a unique digital asset, and it represents ownership of real-world items like art, video clips, music, and other things. Huh. I actually had to read that off of Google. Okay. But what's funny is I am an owner of an NFT now. Well, look at you. Just got my first NFT last night. I walked in today, and I thought something was different about you. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. But I got I got one. See, I saw that Jimmy Allen, the country singer, is now into NFTs, and you could go to his his fan page oh, cool. and purchase an NFT. But then you put in this coupon code type thing, okay. and it's free. So I was like, hey, why not? You know, yeah. I I can now be a part of this NFT club, That's and neat. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so yeah. I'm pretty it's pretty excited. If you want to partake. You go to Jimmy Allen's Facebook page, and it's J-A Drop. That's the code. J-A Drop. Yeah, you got to get the $50 one. It's him standing in the rain with his arms out. So you have to spend 50 bucks to get it? No, you don't have to spend anything. Oh, he just gives it to you. comes to your email. So I got the email saying, thank you for your NFT purchase, blah, blah, blah. And then you got to click on this link, set up a password and stuff. And then you got to get like a, a it's like a NFT wallet. Oh, yeah. So they send you a link for that. You yeah, you download it, set it up, and now it's like let, let me read you what the email says. Sounds oh, like I, a I bunch can't. of malarkey to me. <laughs> to be honest, they're like digitalizing and minting this NFT. Yeah, and then they will send it to me again via email, wow. and I will be an NFT owner. Wow, I don't. Know. I'm on I... my way to the NFT world, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah, me neither. It's just like a like a gif of Jimmy Allen yeah. standing in the rain. That's cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Are you going to go get one? No. Oh, come on. We could be NFT friends. No. I, I'm still trying to master the first uh, thing of like non-fundable tokens of just money, the U.S. dollar. I'm just trying to figure out how to get more of that. Yeah, and I suck at it. So I'm not going to mix in some other currency thing of well, non you lost me at non-fundable. I'm out. I don't, it's nothing. There's nothing. I don't want. Why do I want something? That's a, here. I'll hang it in my closet. Why not? Shoot. What if you can make into it a later? Brandon Jones NFT and people would buy it? Why would they buy a non-fundable token? You're going to have to get with it, Brandon. This is the new thing. Even though we don't know what it is, we saw a story about a nine-year-old that ran away recently, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It reminded me of a story or something that happened to me when I was a small child, like my son's age. I think I was five or six years old, and I was mad at my parents about something. It was probably something really stupid, like I couldn't have a toy or something. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to run away. No more Looney Tunes for you. And so I had been seeing things on cartoons, of course. You know, yeah. the stick with the 
like the sheet filled with stuff on the end of the stick. Yep, yep. I did that. I made that in my room. I put like all my favorite things in it, like a yep. toothbrush, some snacks, tied it on the end of a stick, and off I went. I'm like, well, it's been nice knowing you guys. I'm running away. I'll, I'll you know, have a... <coughs> You know, have a good life. Thanks for everything. And my parents were like, you know, just kind of smiling like, okay, you know, we'll see ya. Yep. Off I went, out the door, started walking down the sidewalk. And I think I, like, got hungry or something. Yeah. Or, or I was like, well, you know, it's kind of chilly out here. You know, maybe this isn't the best idea. I think I ended up back, like, ten minutes later. Yeah. And my parents were like, welcome back, you know. Like, they knew it was like, all going to happen. And I was even more mad at that point because they didn't care that i ran away <laughs> but now that i'm all grown up i realize they knew yeah and they loved me and they knew i'd be back <laughs> yep i think i did the same thing when i was a kid i i like i can remember i don't remember what the reasoning was again but like you just young mad probably because my mom wouldn't make me a blizzard before bed i have no idea but i packed a bag except for i used a backpack i threw like my favorite toys in there i didn't pack a toothbrush i'm a guy i don't even pack a toothbrush now and so i'm like i leave and i'm like deuces everybody and i head out walk out into the garage and i just stood there and i think what gave it away is one i'm the youngest of three sons this isn't the first kid they've had run away on them you know <laughs> two <laughs> i didn't even open the door to get out of the garage that would have been a dead giveaway you know what i mean like i'm just standing in the garage like huh they'll find me you know they're gonna come out here i think i even laid underneath the car for a little while like hiding thinking when they came out and looked they couldn't find me and then eventually got bored and went inside i think my mom had made me a blizzard at that point we just wanted to be chased right like you just wanted somebody to come after you and just be like no we don't want you to go we want you to stay here we love you yeah our life's not complete without you that's what i wanted and it didn't happen i'm so thankful that neither one of my kids have done this i don't believe they've ran away they've gotten mad you know and I'm never, I'm leaving. And then once me and mo- their mom split up, I'm staying at mom's and I'm never coming over here again. You know? <laughs> I think this says a lot about us as adults now because this is me in relationships. Like, I'm out of here, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if they don't chase after me, it's over. Yeah. I'm going to pack my toothbrush and my favorite toys as an adult and I'm going to leave. <laughs> so, Brandon and I just finished sharing our stories about running away as a small child no big deal like you didn't even leave the house you ended up in the garage and i ended up like a hundred feet down the sidewalk yep but listen to what happened to this nine-year-old this mom she woke up at 5 30 in the morning and her nine-year-old son was still sleeping in bed but when she checked again at 7 30 two hours later he was gone what she freaked out looking everywhere couldn't find him She called the cops. They started looking for him. They could not find him anywhere. Freaking out, right? Wouldn't you freak out? Oh, yeah. This kid's nine. He was already thousands of miles away. What? Thousands of miles away in a two-hour span. Was he kidnapped? No. No? He snuck out of the house, made his way to to the airport, got on on an airplane without being noticed, flew to another city... 1,700 miles away. How in the heck? His poor mom all day long, freaking out. An employee for the airline called 10 p.m. that night. 
She was freaking out that long. 10 p.m. Told her that her son was fine. Turned out he wanted to visit some family members who lived across the country. And so he like had it all planned out. He even Googled the phrase, how to get on an airplane unnoticed. What? <laughs> They're still trying to figure out how he actually accomplished this. Accomplished nine, this. Nine, nine years, years old. old. Wow. And the airline flew him back to the airport the next day. So now he's back home and everything's fine. He's probably grounded, I'm sure. Probably handcuffed to a bedpost wow. so he can't leave. I mean, like... Wait, let me change bedposts. That sounds bad. It's probably handcuffed, you know, to the kitchen table so he can't leave. I'd be freaking out the rest of my life. Well, that or you've got a future, you know, vacation planner on your hands. I mean, how at nine years old, he figures out how to sneak onto a plane. Like, how could you sneak onto a plane? You can't even take napkins on the plane without somebody looking at them. You know what I mean? And here's a nine-year-old snuck through security, and he sits sits on a chair on a plane. Nobody noticed? Nobody said anything? Oh, buckle up there, Junior. You must be with the person beside you. And the person beside him is like, I don't even know this kid. What I want to know is when he got home, were they like, well, here's your son, and also here's the bill. He he got kind of hungry. He ordered some food. He had a bunch of drinks. You he know? flew first class. He flew first class. We kind of felt bad for him, so we put him in the first class seat. So those drinks weren't on us. Anyways, he had six bags of nuts, yeah. you know? Here's your bill of $45,000. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for flying with us. I'm so excited for our very first mailbag letter. Somebody finally trusts us. To give them advice. I'm so... It's going to be cool. I don't even know if I can read it. I'm so excited. But yes, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is coming from an anonymous girl. She says she's been on the dating apps lately. She's had a really hard time finding a guy that she can actually put up with. But recently, it says, recently I met a guy on Plenty of Fish and I really like him. I like everything about him except for one thing this one thing is very odd to me and i need to know how you two feel about it he only takes baths no showers what is this weird well you know i like to take baths i also take showers though it's not just like strictly baths and i even shower before i take a bath because i kind of feel like you're sitting in your filth you know a little bit yeah so I don't know how I feel about a guy who only takes baths. I kind of like a, a manly guy, and this doesn't seem very manly to me. So if I couldn't change him, I don't know. Oh, I don't think I could stay with him because of this. I would have to nitpick the bathing thing and, I don't know, may- maybe move on. Is that weird? Yeah, I'm not sure there. You know, there's there's a little bit more that's got to go into it. It's kind of weird. They'll never take a shower. Is this something he does at night? So, you know, you're sitting around watching TV or doing whatever. You're like, well, I'm going to go take a bath and get ready for bed. That's kind of weird. Or does he wake up in the morning, click on the bath, click it on, turn on the bath, and, like, you know, make some coffee, go sit in his little morning tub, drinking coffee and bathing up for the day? I don't know. It doesn't really go into a whole lot of detail. Like, yeah, I'm wondering that, too. Does he put, like, Epsom salt in there? Is it bubbles? I'm just trying to envision how how a man would go like how would i do it if i was only taking baths and i never showered i shower in the morning so if i replace that with a bath every morning it's weird 
And I agree with you because you're essentially soaking in your own dirt. It's For me, it's hard to say after a bath, wow, I'm so much cleaner. It's relaxing, but I don't necessarily feel cleaner. You know what I mean? So that's kind of weird. I don't yeah. know. Huh. So do you think she should stay with him or is it a deal breaker? I, I think I would hold on to it because in my mind right away that would – that would send some flags, meaning he's got some other issues. If you're, if you're like, I never shower. Does he live at a place that it only has a tub? It doesn't have a shower? Hey, okay. But, you know, if he never showers, he's got some childhood issues or something going on where it's like, dude, grown people take showers, you know? Maybe he just thinks it's relaxing. I mean, I, I'm all, like you both, we both said, but hey, taking a bath is not out of the question. But only taking a bath is kind of weird. Well, now the phone is lighting up. Yeah. So let's go. Let's, let's go get the phone. Let's see what they And see if we can get other people to chime in on this. Okay. We reached into uh, the Roadhouse mailbag today, and and somebody had a question about how this guy she met. She likes everything about him except for one thing, and that's that he takes baths and not showers. So I said I wouldn't be able to do it, and you were kind of on the fence about it. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> but now we're getting all kinds of phone calls, so let's go to the phone. The Roadhouse. Well, on that, my thought is, wow, there are so many parts to that. How long are his baths? Are they bubble baths? Does he have toys he plays with in the bath? Does he have, like, little action figures? If that's the case, you might want to back away, unless you like children and you like having an adult child that you don't mind taking care of. It also that reads to a guy that can relax, that's good with relaxing, is not going to be all uptight and going to snap at you or anything. So, I mean, you know, you got the goods and, you know, pluses and minuses. Um, is it like date night and he's like, I can't go because it's my bath night? There's so, a lot of factors taken into consideration with that, you know. Length of time spent, is it a higher priority, <laughs> and, and what he does in said bath. So do you think she should stay with him and put up with it? Uh, I guess it, how long she's been seeing him, is is that really going to be the one thing that stops you from seeing someone? I mean, that's, I mean, if he's a really great guy and the only thing against him is that he takes baths instead of showers, I mean, I wouldn't kick a guy out of bed for eating, for eating crackers in bed if that was the only thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. See, I mean, hey, beggars can't be choosers. I don't think I could do it. Well, he gets done, and, and then there's no more hot water. So you couldn't even take a shower afterwards. <laughs> you know? I guess I was sitting there trying to figure out, like, if I, if I was this guy, and I was a bath-only guy, shower every morning. So how would my day every morning I wake up and run a bath? That's weird to me. You know, if well, that was the case. Well, a lot case. of people take their showers at, or the baths at night. Right. Because they actually say it's more beneficial because it gets the gunk from your body out so then you're not putting all those dead skins and like sweat and everything onto your bed sheets so they actually say it's more beneficial to take them at night anyway so if he's taking a bath before bed then he's just relaxing gonna go to bed and sleep nice because he just spent 30 minutes in a nice warm tub true yeah Yeah. all good points it's still weird it's still weird i I guess it's almost to to eat your own but i and also my idea on baths is like the um, the Asian idea that you should take a shower first, clean the gunk off, and then like sit in a bath because otherwise yeah. you're sitting with all your dead skin cells. I do that. I take a shower before and after. Gross. That's Type a thing. lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> it is. My husband <laughs> hates it. Wow. 
The last time me and the wife took a bath together, it took like about a cup of water to fill up the tub. <laughs> we were cold. I do that. We just got I get out. in the tub and I'll like fill it and then I stand up after it. I'm like, well, that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> I am proud to say that I am now the owner of a Roomba robot. Nice. You have to say it like that too. You can't Roomba? just. Roomba? No. No, back it up. Redo it. Okay. Roomba? Roomba. Roomba? Roomba. Roomba? Roomba. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Play along. But you got a vacuum. Yeah. That does its own sucking. We didn't think it worked at first. We thought we had a a lemon. Oh. Because we got it all charged up and hit the clean button. And we're like, here it goes. It starts going out on the tile. It stops. The red light comes on. (laughs) And it says cliff detected that's oh. what it says when it senses some stairs or something like that like an, a ledge and yeah. it's not even on the crack on the tile turns out the sensor was dirty oh like dust was on there so okay, fair enough yeah clean that off and it's good to go you know it's weird because it's a lot louder than i thought it would be really like you can't do that while you're in bed sleeping no it's like somebody's out there vacuuming you you won't well i mean <laughs> there is a quiet mode that you can turn on, but it's probably not going to do. Does it not suck as good? Why probably is it not, not just always quiet? You I know? know. Like, why is it a quiet mode? Does I think mean? it just lightly cleans in quiet mode. Well, I want full clean. If you're going to do it, yeah, let's me go too. full clean. I'm go- I'm going to just program it to do it when we're not there. That way it can just like, rumba! The whole house as loud as it wants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I yeah, those are cool. I, especially if you got a dog or kids, there's always snacks and crumbs laying around or hair from the dog, so it's nice. You know, just hey, keep it up. Let's go. Yeah, Let's. see, it's gonna solve a couple problems for me. One, the dog's stomach ache because yeah. Michael drops like a gummy on the floor. The dog will eat it. Oh yeah, naturally. Dog gets sick all over the carpet. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then the dog hair, of course. Solves that problem as well. Love now, it. let's paint this picture for you. You guys leave for the work. On your way out the door, he drops a couple of fruit snacks on the ground, right? Yeah. Michael does. You leave. Dog's out, walking around. Going, oh, fruit snacks. So he eats it. You have your Roomba scheduled to go off at mm, 10 a.m., right? So you're like, cool, whatever. He's sitting around. He's like, oh, my stomach hurts. The dog's kind of mad. I see where this is going. Dog has an issue on the carpet. Roomba's like, 10 a.m., I got to go do some cleaning. It doesn't, you know, sensor doesn't notice said uh, blockage in the road, and all it does is smear said dog stuff all over. It thinks it's doing a good job Roomba-ing, <laughs> there we but go. it's it's actually painting. You know what I mean? It's painting your living room. I am terrified with right dog now. Dog stuff right now as we're talking. I am terrified right now. Yeah. How cool would that be? You get home and instead of a little pile, you've got what looks like a Zorro. <laughs> oh my gosh! In your living room. I need to research this <laughs> because when that dog releases, it's like it's like chocolate syrup oh, everywhere. Right? Yeah. And imagine that. what that's going to look like inside the Roomba. Yeah. And then when the Roomba goes to its home, all <laughs> it empties out the the container. <laughs> Oh no! What a disaster! Does it have they've, a moisture no, detection? They've got it. They've tested this before. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I think what I'm going to have to go home real quick. Yeah, I mean, I think you should just let it run amok and show us the video. I got a juicy story. <laughs> There's a a couple. They're 34 and 37 years old. They're struggling to conceive. 
So the younger sister of the wife, who's 30, recently offered to be their surrogate and carry the baby for them. Oh, that's true. Nice. So they are asking for advice on this because the husband started looking into how much the IVF thing would cost. And we all know it's like thousands and thousands of dollars. You'll be paying it off the rest of your life. Could be 10 grand or better. So somebody suggested that he get her sister pregnant the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Like, go spend some time together in the other room type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to do this. And the wife said, no, she's not into it. She's all upset, upset about it. She's freaking out. And her husband is angry at her now because she said no. Well. And he claims it's just because he wants to have kids so bad. But seriously, I would not be into this either. Because, you know, the sister is going to make him, you know, and that's not good. That's, you're going to be thinking about that the rest of your life. Every time you look at the kid, you look so much like my sister. I can see why he's into it. Um, (laughs) I can totally see why. But, however, the thing about it is, (laughs) it's just never going to work out good. I think it's really cool that the sister's willing to step up and everything. And I completely understand not wanting to spend the money on getting, you know, your shooters in there. However, going into the other room and having your way with your wife's sisters, just, I don't know. (laughs) There's other ways. Of course, it's going to cost a little bit of money, but just do it the medical way. Yeah. Do it the special way. Think of the sister as like a special person that carried your child for you, not the person that slept with your husband. I I think it's weird that, okay, it's not weird that the wife's mad at him, right? That's not weird. That's normal. It's weird that he's mad at her for not letting him. That's weird. Yes. What do you mean I can't go sleep with your sister? (laughs) Duh. (laughs) This is going to end up in divorce. I mean, you might be able to ask the question. I mean, I could see you asking the question, hey, I know we've been struggling. Your sister wants, look, we could save the $10,000 or more, whatever it costs, 20000 $20,000. And I just go sleep with your sister. <laughs> so bad. I mean, hey, for twenty grand though. Well, okay, let me put it this way. Kids aside, somebody came up to you. Pretend you have a hot sister, right? Because you don't have a sister, so it doesn't matter. Let's pretend like you got a sister, and somebody comes up and says, "I'll give you twenty thousand dollars if you let your husband sleep with your sister for twenty grand." Twenty grand is not a lot of money for one thing. It is to me. I'm like for twenty grand. I'm looking at my wife like. Where's your sister? That's 20 enough. grand is not enough. What? For 20 grand for one little, hey, let's just go, come on, you know me. <laughs> you know I'm your husband. I'll be back here in five minutes and we're 20 grand. Richer. 20 million, I'm all in. I'd be like, hold my turkey baster. But then here's the other thing. Here's the other side of the story. How, how do you tell this story when you're at the kid's fifth birthday party and a family's all gathered around, you got friends over, it's a barbecue, and they're like, so wait, hold on. So this this was your surrogate kid? Yeah, it sure was. So so how did that all work out? Oh, I just went and slept with her. <laughs> how does that work out? At the, you know, how how do you tell those stories 5, 10, 15 at graduation? <laughs> you just can't. At their wedding? I remember the first time I slept with your aunt <laughs> or your mom, and uh, this doesn't work out. Or if it was a turkey baster and everybody's around the table at Thanksgiving and you're squirting the turkey <laughs> with the makes... turkey baster. And, oh, this reminds me. <laughs> It's Prank Call Friday. Today, we are prank calling Sweet Secrets Bakery. SweetSecretsBakery.com. Follow them on Facebook or go see them. 2101 Mount Rushmore Road. You won't be sorry. Are we ready, Matt Foley? I'm totally ready. Let's call them. 
Sweet Secrets Bakery. Uh, yeah, hey, this is uh, Al uh, Donnelly, and I was uh, calling to see oh, what all you guys had down there. Uh, what kind of different flavors of cake? Six to eight different flavors of cupcakes. Um, we have cookies, bars, things like that. Um, but for our cupcake flavors today, we do have a few different ones. We have a brown butter cupcake with vanilla. Oh, yeah. A, yeah? That sounds real good. Yeah. <laughs> what um, do you guys make custom size cakes or custom cakes? Like if we uh, wanted a uh, special shape or anything. So we either have like circle cakes in different sizes, or we have um, a sheet cake, a quarter um, sheet cake. But uh, you'll write anything like on top of them, or uh, draw like a picture with the frosting. So we can write on cakes. Um, if you have a oh, yeah. design you had in mind, you can always like kind of let us know what you want. We can tell you what we could do. So I got a. I'm the manager of a guy named Brandon Jones, and we're got a ton of people wanting these Brandon Jones cakes with actual hair on them, which is weird. But anyways, if we could get maybe he's got kind of a fat face anyway. We go with the round cake with the pretty blue eyes and just kind of draw his face on top, and then we'll just kind of get some hair and throw it on there. I guess. Yeah. If you had a picture, I would send it over to either the Facebook page or the email. And Taylor does the custom cake. She'll be able to let you know what exactly she could do. You don't think you know what this branding guy looks like? I mean, everybody knows uh, who he is. He's probably one of the best looking guys in town. What's his name? Brandon Jones. Like, uh, the guy, he's on the the radio. Gosh, he's been on the news. He's uh, in a band. That's really where he's at. Yeah, I would still definitely send over a picture just so she can... I guess I'm not doing my job. You don't know what he looks like. All right, on. uh, Well, so I need about 20 of them made. One of them especially needs to be sent to to Marianne over there at uh, Home Slice. She is his number one fan. She's absolutely in love with this. So do you know when you would need any special order? Yeah, I'm going to need them by tomorrow. 20 of them. One of them's got to be bigger for Marianne. Special orders like that, we do need at least two days notice. Well, today's the day and tomorrow's when I need them. How about that? To do two days right there. Right. So if uh, me and you were lost on a desert island and we had to pick a cake, there's just me and you eating it, what flavor of cake you picking? depends you know chocolate's good now it's just me and you we gotta live off this cake for a while we are totally kidding this is amy and brandon from the roadhouse how are you doing (laughs) aren't you glad that's not real (laughs) okay what's your name rain 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 that is a gorgeous name thank you (laughs) (laughs) we love you rain love you Okay, got to bring D-Ray Knight into Studio 4B for this one, because Brandon has not seen the show. Mm-mm. I watched Inventing Anna Wasn't that on good? Netflix, binge-watched it while I had COVID. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that I, good? I cannot believe she was a real person. Mm-hmm. When I was watching it, I didn't realize that. Oh, really? Yeah, until yeah. I got to the end, and they showed the real people. Really? Oh, wow. And then yeah. I started Googling. I'm like, what? So and what's it about? Anna I, Delvey, I guess... she like conned a bunch of people. And convinced them that she was like this Russian-German heiress with all this money. She said she had a $60 million trust fund. And she wanted to start this ADF foundation, the Anna Delvey Foundation, to support arts and all kinds of crazy stuff. She wanted to do this, but in order to get this going, she couldn't access her trust fund, so she needed people to invest. 
Yeah, the made-up trust fund. She just got one person to believe it, and the next person, the next person, the next person. Even oh, banks. Wow. Exactly. Banks were getting ready to give her money, even after doing their due diligence, because she faked so much of this. She was so clever. It was okay. When I was living in New York City, all that was going on. I mean, her trial and everything was going on then. And I didn't know any of the people involved, but when I'm watching this this uh, movie about her, the series about her, and I'm just going, and they have all the people who fell for it, it's like, I know someone who's like that person, like that person. When I was in New York, I, I can totally see how it happened, because all she needed to do was convince one person that she was legit, and because of egos, and it's so important to be the hippest, the coolest in a certain society of New York, certain part of New York society. Because of that, it just feeds on each other and it just it spirals out of control. And Julia Gardner, who played Anna Delvey, absolutely amazing, phenomenal actress. Wow. All the way down to that crazy accent. Let's talk about that accent. She, she had such a weird accent. Yeah, it's odd. So after the first or two episodes, I went, wait a second. So I Googled uh, Anna Delvey's actual, some actual audio of her and Julia nailed it. I mean, that's how she spoke. It was because she was kind of like half Russian, half German, and she had the weirdest accent. If I were a man with the right accent and the right suit from the right Ivy League college, would I still be knocking on doors? Even the real Anna Delvey said she nailed that. Oh, it was true. It was so amazing. we got to take a little break, play some songs, <laughs> and then we got to talk more about this. We've brought D-Ray Knight into Studio 4B right now because we are obsessed with the show Inventing Anna on Netflix. We talked about the accent. Now, let's talk about what she put people through. She, like, destroyed people's lives, and people just went along with it because they thought she was this Russian-German heiress. They had the whole trip to Morocco thing was amazing. I know! It was so what? amazing. She took her friends to Morocco. But, and made them pay. Oh, <laughs> She's, she got one of her friend's company cards mm-hmm. and charged $60,000 on it. Yeah. And she wow. got she lost her job over it. Yeah, she her did. Her friend did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not good. And her personal credit card had some money on it, too, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, it was... That's how she got home. It's such an amazing story. Wow. And, and it is. It's 100% true. Yeah. And it a really journalist has. started digging into her, and that's where the story came and, out and on then, Netflix. Uh, did she ever get to... Did the actual Anna and the said journalist to make this documentary? It wasn't a documentary. This was actually a drama. However, Anna Delvey was involved in the making of it. Yeah. Oh, she was okay. a consultant for it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. wild. I wonder yeah. what she's going to do next. Like, she's out of prison. She's probably got some more stuff up her sleeve. Do you think? Yeah, well, she's out of prison now. Has she been released by ICE? Because she was in with... The second she got out of prison for her for fraud, she was picked up by immigration for overstaying her visa. So she got in trouble with that. And I, I think I think she's in Germany now. I think they deported her. I'm not positive. Yeah, it does mention that at the end that she did get picked up and sent away. And I wonder if she reconnected with her family after that or... But I do follow her on Instagram now, and it does show her in New York. So doesn't prove that that's where she is now. I mean, she could be posting those pictures at any time. But who knows? She oh. obviously was doing the consulting on this on this series. So it's definitely it's amazing. It is. How many years did she run amok? We talking from two, like, three, or five? Or yeah, something like that. Like four. I think four years. I think for some oh. reason I'm thinking from from 2012 to 2016. But I could be completely and wrong. And she never had a home. She lived in all these hotels. It was just, and she would never pay the bill. Yeah, she just wouldn't pay the bill or pay part of it. And yeah. Huh. And they thought she was like this rich person, and so they didn't get a credit card up front. Mm-hmm. They just like yeah. let her stay the way she there. Just carried herself. And yeah, wow. she was so bold and just. 
did it just and you know she dressed properly but even that a lot of times she would charge the clothes that she got to somebody who was a friend of hers and they wouldn't find out about it or they were so rich they didn't pay attention to their bills and then all of a sudden they're getting these huge bills yeah from her charging it up it's well to have a credit card even stolen from her work regardless that you can run sixty grand up on and then not run too many flags right away. Yeah, that's was, pretty wild. It was an Amex, so American mm-hmm. Express. Yeah, it's, it's like an American Express Platinum for a company. They're not going to notice it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, home slice would. Well, yeah, of course they would. <laughs> Coming soon to Netflix, inventing Brandon. Yeah, home slice would catch on to a six dollar coffee. <laughs> exactly, they would. Oh yeah, yeah, they would. They would catch on to that. Yeah, I guess that's the difference. Yeah, they would catch on to a bar tab at the loud. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But seriously, what do you think she's going to do next? I know she's starting to like hook up with like Megan Fox or something like that. They're starting to hang out. Well, now she's gotten another level of notoriety and celebrity, because that's really what it was all about for her. You almost think from watching the show that it wasn't really about the money. It was about getting away with it. That became kind of like a drug for her. That became kind of the high. It's got to be stressful. I mean, it just it just takes, yeah. I was stressed out just watching her do it. What would get me is the, the harm to others. Even if I didn't know either one of you guys and I stole your identity, I'm still, in my mind, the conscience is going to bug me that I, I ruined your life, well, I ruined your obviously, job. Obviously, and you know from watching it, she is damn near textbook narcissist. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of it. I mean, yeah. and, that's, and a narcissist wouldn't care. Yeah. See, that's why you're not a narcissist, because yeah. you have empathy. It didn't matter to her. Even if it was her friend, she just didn't care. And she yep. would deflect things off. It was it's it's an amazing character study. It's it's well, so fascinating. Yep. I got to go watch this. I guess it's really good. Inventing Anna. Go see for yourself on Netflix. What is one of the coolest things you remember about a teacher growing up? Like something that they did, maybe for you or for anybody. I uh, I do remember having a difficult time at a certain point in my school career, just in life. I think I was just going through changes, whatever. Right, and a teacher noticed that. I was really close with her, and uh, she even came outside of school, picked me up, took me out to the mall. We ate lunch. We hung out. We talked. You know, we just spent uh, uh, time outside of school where she knew she she could sit me down and spend one-on-one time with me, and, and it meant a lot. It really did. That's nice. I remember my fifth-grade teacher, his name was Mr. Hale, and I kind of had thoughts about, like, performing and singing and things like that and he could see that talent in me Uh as a fifth grader and i remember there was a this junior high school singing dancing group and they were coming to have people audition in elementary school so they could be ready for junior high you know and i remember him talking me into trying out for that all right and then when that came around i made it oh, nice. and so i started to see what he was seeing yeah and i will never forget hey, i will never forget life. that yeah. yeah so that was really cool so for today in our tuesday teacher spotlight listen to what this teacher did she donated a kidney to one of her students mothers wow Teachers do amazing stuff every day, but I've never heard of a teacher donating an organ to a child's mother. That's crazy. That's going to affect her the rest of her life. You know, when you only have one kidney, you have to live a certain way. Yeah, it definitely changes the lifestyle of of both, really. I mean, because obviously the mom needed a kidney, and uh, obviously you kind of need two to function normally. And now with one, her life changed, and so did the mom. And she was willing to make that sacrifice. And just think... These kids in this class are always going to remember that. 
Yeah. They're always going to remember, wow, my fourth grade teacher donated her kidney yep. to my friend's mom. I always say things in life that you do have like that ripple effect. You know, when you look at a calm pond or even a big puddle, right? And it's calm sitting there and you throw a rock in it and it makes that ripple and it reaches the whole edge of the whole, every pond, lake, whatever it is, it reaches the whole edge of everything, right? And that's, look at the ripple effects of this teacher's actions in the community, to the students, in the class, everything. It's They're going to go through life knowing that, hey, look, I might be able to make someone's life-changing day. I might be able to donate an organ or maybe donating blood. Or how can I help this person? I'll never match up to what Mrs. whatever Mrs. did. Mrs. Ost. Mrs. Ost did. But wow, look at the impact she made in those students' lives for the rest of their lives. And just imagine if that mother hadn't received a kidney, that child would be without a mother. Right. Yeah, and that child, what's most important to that child right now in its life? Probably the school teacher, the family, the mom, the dad. Those are the most important people. And to think that they work together to save one or the other, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, hats off to Mrs. Ost. Way to go, Ost. It feels great. It feels awesome. Such a blessing. God is good. Yeah. I tell Pam all the time, she is my angel on earth. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure and then her hemoglobin. And every time we told each other, you know, God's got us. We're going to do this no matter what. Kidney Sisters for Life. We love sharing our story because, yeah. you know, it's it not. It could. It's a, a gift of love. Anybody could do it. It's a feel good moment. An 81-year-old man was saved by his dog when he fell out of his wheelchair into a lake. The dog started barking until two bystanders and the police officer came over and helped the man. I tried to back around to get out of it. It went straight back instead and right down the embankment and dumped me right in the water. The dog was splashing in the water, so we both ran over here and I jumped in the water. Only his head was above the water. I gave her a treat. I love her. His electric wheelchair was damaged from tumbling into the water, so the first responders pushed him back to his house with his dog wagging her tail all the way back. The saying remains true. A man's best friend is his dog. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones, produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.